Welcome to Cafeteria Talk, the podcast. We talk about any and everything, just like the days at the table, hanging with your boys, your girls, and all your homies. It's just me today, y'all boys. It's your boy Quattro, but I got a very special guest today. Um, tell them about yourself. Hey man, what's up? Uh, it's, uh, it's my first time on the show on Cafeteria Talk. It's been a long time coming. This show been around for how long? And I'm just not being a guest. Uh, 78 or 9 at this point. Actually, you were supposed to be on like 20 episodes ago, but you know, you fumbled the bag. Yeah, 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 that one. (laughs) No. The thing that's so tough about that, bruh, that was such a good episode, too. It really was. Too too bad none of the things that were said in episode against me will never be heard. They'll never never reach the light of day, which is so great. No, so okay. great. Next time I'm gonna be on here with everybody, and I'm gonna remind him. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, Rod, you remember what happened?" No, he's not gonna remember because I'm gonna make sure Kid he don't. Kev, you remember what happened? No, Kid Kev probably gonna remember because Kid Kev a dick like that. But <laughs> that's just that's just that's just how he is. But real quick, this episode is something that I've been wanting to do for a fat minute. This is a very special how to start a podcast episode since I've started the show. And I'm sure you can attest to this. People have been asking, yo, like I want to start a podcast, especially, you know, once COVID started, everybody wanted to start a podcast. And so I said, you know, we've been at it for a minute. I think me and Ty have some insight on how to start one of these uh, shows. I think between of what between the two of us, three shows have come out. So and relatively yeah. good quality shows, I would say. Um, so. Yeah, that's what this episode is about. Before we get into all of that, you can catch us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official. You can catch us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. And if you haven't listened to us on Apple Podcasts, feel free to give us five star ratings and reviews. Tell us how the show is going, what you like about it, and even ideas on what you want to hear. Um, so, usually I would turn this over to Robert because I'd be tired of talking, but he's not here. Shout out Slick Rob. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we gonna get into the put on segment where we, you know, let you the people know what we've been into in terms of watching, uh, listening, music, TV, podcasts, food. If you're prodigy, so I'm gonna turn over to our <laughs> guest, uh, Fly Guy Todd. Tell us what you've been into. Uh, hey man, it's just so much to choose from. Honestly, uh, I've gotten saw a couple movies. So. More than a couple, but saw some good movies recently. Uh, watched a couple shows. Um, I guess uh, I'll I'll just plug that um, HBO Watchmen show. I've been rewatching that because, uh, in fact, I think I'll just plug Watchmen as a whole, like as an entity because I reread the book. Um, Dang, re- that's a, that's a fatty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me. It t- I didn't like sit down and read it all in one day. Like it took me because it was just something that like every time I got some time to do it, I uh, read through some of it. But uh, I finished rereading it. Then I decided to rewatch the Zack Snyder 2009 movie. Um, and then I was like, okay, now I can rewatch the show that came out in 2019. Um, so yeah, Watchmen is probably one of definitely one of my favorite comic book uh 
properties ever made, uh, stories, I should say. And I think arguably some of the best comic book material ever made. Uh, great story, really phenomenal stuff. The comic book, uh, the movie uh, does a good job of parroting what the book does. Um, it's very, it's a, it's a good. It looks good. Like here, it's I a, thought you were about to sing some praises to Zack Snyder. I was like, is this finna happen? No, 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 that's no, not no, what that was. <laughs> no, it's uh, because I mean I don't know. Like if anyone, I'd like to have a conversation with someone who's read the book and seen his movie, and it thinks that he did a good job capturing the essence of the movie because he or the book because he makes it look good. Like the the movie looks really good, and it's a very good. Like there's some panels that he copies like onto the screen beautifully. Looks so good. is he trying to like make a movie based on the book? Yeah, no, like that is okay. like. A Watchman, like the movie is the same name, like Watchman. Like he, this is his adaptation. This is okay. a comic book adaptation, um, and it it looks good. Like that is one thing that I will almost always say about a Zack Snyder movie that it looks good. But when it comes to the actual substance and the nuance and the interesting things that I like about Watchmen as a story, mm-hmm. I think he misses the mark on a lot of them, and um, that's just that's that's just how I feel about it. Uh, and I'd say most people who've read it have that kind of sentiment like oh it looks really good and he turned a book that we never thought could be a movie into a movie but at that uh, by that same token it's not exactly a great movie having having read it so if you've never read it though you might you might not have that complaint but uh, and then the the show uh, I'm only there's it's a nine episode series I'm on episode eight right now but it's it was my favorite show of 2019. Um, having getting a chance to rewatch it is amazing, just because there's so much to just so much to get with it. It's uh, ama- it's phenomenal. Almost everything HBO does is phenomenal. But Regina King, Gene Smart, um, Tim Blake Nelson, uh, uh, Jeremy Irons, Yaya Abdul Mateen. Like, there's such a stacked cast. Damon Lindelof um, is a showrunner, creator, and like. A, an incredible writing team, incredible directors. Like it's just great, phenomenal show. I'm, uh, I don't remember exactly how it ends. Like I have an idea, but I'm still going to be watching episode eight and nine. Uh, but if it's, if it ends, if it, if I can remain how I feel about it when I first watched it, it's a 10 out of 10 show. Great. Definitely would recommend it. Big bay. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to hop on. I don't know why it's been taking me so long, but like, I need yeah. to check it out. I haven't even read Honest- the book. I don't know. Like, Watchmen for me, like, it's for no reason. Like, I, it just never, like, stuck out to me. Because I don't think, I think the reason, like, I'm a big DC fan and stuff like that. I grew up watching the TV shows and stuff like that. You know, the Batman, the animated series, Static Shock, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't think Watchmen ever had, like, an animated show or something like that. No. Like, well, it was always a big comic. I knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it definitely, it, there was never, there was never, like, the way that the Batman animated series or the Justice League show mm-hmm. exists. Like, there was never something like that. Yeah, that's probably why I didn't latch on to it. Yeah. And Watchmen, in all transparency, was not something that I really got into until I got older. Because I don't mm-hmm. know if that it's, it's definitely one of those things that a kid wouldn't get. Like, someone, like an eight-year-old who likes watching the Justice League cartoon would not enjoy the, the Watchmen 
comic mm-hmm. just because one it's not for kids it's a very violent comic mm-hmm. and two because it's very complex and it's 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 got a lot of intricacies and it's not it's not a child story it's it's got a lot of layers to it and i think um it's definitely something that can be enjoyed uh, the older you get the more you can understand it so i would 100 percent recommend the book because it's great and i think um it, it's it's a 12 issue uh thing damon or not damon lindelof alan moore and Dave Gibbons, uh, in nineteen, I think it was nineteen eighty four or six, uh, one issue a month for a year. Uh, hmm. It is great. It's on. I think it's on like the New York Times top one hundred uh, books ever. Or it's on some, or Time maybe. It's on some publications top one hundred novels. Ever. I knew I recognized Alan Moore. He wrote Batman the Killing Joke, another yes, Alan, one of the greatest comic books of all time. <laughs> Alan Moore is an, an is a phenomenal writer. Like he. I don't know if he created Swamp Thing, but he's written one of the, my favorite runs on Swamp Thing. Um, Absolute Swamp Thing. Uh, is that that's the one? Mm-hmm. That's what it's called. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's Alan Moore. He he's such a genius when it comes to writing. And Watchmen is about is basically in the same vein of the boys in that. What if like it's like what if superheroes suck? Like that is the premise behind this behind this like world. And mm. it's very clear that Alan Moore hates superheroes, superheroes, and Zack Snyder very much does not hate them, and that's that shines through in the movie. Uh. And that, that sentiment is very much. It, there's a lot of moments in the movie that are like that's not how that happened in the comic, and it's just a small tweak like that. It just shows a fundamental misunderstanding of the source material, which is why I don't really like the movie. Got you. Okay, uh, but 100% recommend. Uh, reading it and i mean it's probably worth watching the movie just because yeah i'm gonna watch you like stuff you like Zack snyder and it's like i said it's a pretty looking movie and some people who read the comic end up still liking the movie for what it's worth i just Mm. i i'm not one of those people but i know plenty of people who do uh, enjoy it and the show like that is if you do nothing else just read the book and watch the show because the show is so good it's just so 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 freaking good you mentioned the boys real quick, like, bro. I saw something on Get Phantom the other day, bro. Hero Gasm finna be crazy, man. That is going to be because apparently, uh, from what I understand, that is like an event that happens in the comic, the actual yeah. comic. And so, like, the fact that they're bringing that to TV is nuts. Like, yeah, and it was something <laughs> they they wanted to do with season one, but like the creator was like, nah, we gonna we ain't, I don't want that smoke right now. And they, then like season two hits, they were like. Go ahead and do it. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I, I would do it for real, for real." I'm like, <laughs> after after one, after two seasons, like, yeah, yeah, y'all go ahead, y'all y'all got it, y'all can go ahead and tackle that because it's man, it reminds me. I, have you seen Doom Doom Patrol? No, that's on the list too, bro. There's so that, much stuff on the list. Like I have like all the DC HBO Max shows on the list, man. even though Swamp Thing's not a thing anymore. Yeah, the season one of Swamp Thing was pretty, or like the first half of season one of Swamp Thing was pretty good. Doom Patrol is my favorite show that DC has put out. Titans has got a lot of bright moments, but on the whole, not great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I love Young Justice, but Swamp Thing, or not Swamp Thing, Doom Patrol is phenomenal. In the first season, there's one episode with uh, Flex Mentallo, and uh, he has, there's an ability he has where he can flex a muscle, and 
it like his bit is like every one of his muscles can like do something like yeah. it's like he can alter reality and there's a there's a sequence in the episode where he flexes a muscle and like the entire talent they're in orgasms and it's it's one of the funniest things i've ever seen like it yeah okay yeah, yeah. It, i'm gonna start, start that today <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's definitely something worth checking out but uh, moving on to me, my put on, uh, this has been kind of an app I've been kind of workshopping for a minute now. Um, if you remember way back when I told you guys that I started using the, the app called Letterboxd, um, basically you're able to log movies when you watch them, review them out of five stars. Uh, you can make different lists of your favorite movies or all types of stuff. And so... I've been wanting for a minute to find an app that does the same thing with TV. And so I've been playing with this app called TV Time. Um, and I like it so much. The only issue I think I have so far, and I've been using it for maybe three or four weeks now, is that once you finish a show, you it doesn't look like you can review the entire show, but you can only review shows episode by episode. So you can log, mm. like, as you watch the episodes, you can, like, log the episode out of five. You can, like, yeah. hit emojis, react to how, how it makes you feel or whatever. And you can actually write a review based on the episode. But in yeah. terms of a full season or, you know, series review, it doesn't do that, which is mm -hmm. my only gripe with it. But yeah. so far, like, I'm liking it. That's my only gripe. But it's got all the shows that I've been watching. I've been kind of sparingly logging stuff in as I've, um, as I've been watching it and logging stuff in. Um, you know, that I've previously watched. I don't know if I can... I believe you can uh, log when you watched it. Like on Letterboxd, you can go back. You don't, It won't say that you watched the show um, the day you watched it, but you can, you know, reference you watched it a couple years ago or last year, last week, whatever. But the app is called TV Time. You can find it in the App Store. Um, it's the it's black, black background, yellow tea, um, just TV Time. Check that out if you want to log your TV shows like me. Um, that sounds that sounds pretty cool, honestly. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but Letterboxd has uh, mini series. On yeah, 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 yeah. So that's that's the closest thing that Letterboxd gets to TV shows. Uh, it's I've always wondered has is there like a TV show counterpart to Letterboxd, and it's kind of it's it's kind of frustrating that you can't do seasonal or series yeah. like reviews because it's like eh. Something like a mini series, I wouldn't mind logging every episode, but like something that's like, like imagine watching like Lost or something and trying to log every single episode. Like that's, that's tiring. I would not want to do all that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's easy, but it's just like remembering that you have to do that. You get on the app, be like, oh shit, I've already watched, you know, finished this season up today. Like, cause yeah. especially now that like this, if binge watching, if binge watching wasn't like as prevalent as it is today, um, that probably would be fine. Like if it, we were still watching TV on like TV. But now with binging, like you can finish a show in a day if you wanted to, and you have yeah. to go back in and log all that. Yeah. But speaking of, I told, I think it was Tink, I said like we really like took for granted the days where like you know, play, studios and stuff would drop like entire seasons of shows, because now they're going back to like they'll put them on the streaming site, but in a weekly episodic model. Yeah. And I'm like, damn. So now like you get now they're bringing back cliffhangers and stuff like that. And granted, you only got to wait a week. But it's like, damn. Man, personally, I, I'm pretty conflicted on it because some stuff, uh, like it, even in the world of binging, I try not to binge stuff just because mm -hmm. I, for me, if I'm watching something, if I'm watching a show, I like to remember each episode distinctly as opposed to if I binge it, then like I'll just remember like in 
like undefined moments of the season like oh this beat happened this beat happened this beat happened but i won't be able to remember what happened in each episode kind of thing and i like having i like being able to remember and i like i like the fact that when you get a weekly episode release model it gives enough time for discourse on the episode like Mm. episode five of the falcon and the winter soldier last week dropped and we had we've had a week to talk about it to discuss it a lot of people were like you know all those youtube channels do their breakdowns got people doing reviews all that kind of thing so i think it's it's just a lot cooler and i think it makes for a lot more discussion whereas opposed to something like the the opposite side of that spectrum, Stranger Things, they drop the entire thing in a week uh, on a weekend. Everyone talks about it for like a couple weeks, and then it's basically over. And on top of that, I forget what happened in the season. Like, yeah, I don't after a couple months, like I don't remember. <laughs> I remember basically nothing of like Stranger Things to this point. Like, I, I remember how have, raw Hopper was that season. Hopper was fought. Was I remember. Like that season. I remember Hopper or something. Like he's he's off somewhere else. I remember like. He's supposed to be dead, but he was so He's, fine that season they brought his ass back. <laughs> yeah, no, and then uh, uh, my fucking what's uh, eleven? I remember season two. She had that dumbass side plot where she went off with her. Exactly. Like I don't. Yeah, it's it's it's. I might have to actually be watch that thing before the new season come out. I don't remember a damn thing that happened, bro. Facts. Like I might have to like just, hey man, just go ahead, sit down, rock, knock it out, because exactly. That's 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 one of those things. But yeah, I, I personally, that's the only thing that I could see. I think I like about the TV time because like you know it gives me a chance to log individual thoughts per episode, mm-hmm. but. As, Which is like cool because you do that on Snapchat. Like you'll you'll watch an episode, or for some shows you'll watch an episode and review like each episode. Like you did that for Avatar, and I think you're doing yeah, that yeah. for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm def- yeah, I've, I'm doing that for Falcon and Winter Soldier. So like, there's like I said, like the show like that, but it's something like, uh, like I said, like doing a long show like Lost or um, even something like Breaking Bad because I did it with Breaking Bad, but Breaking Bad still has like a decent amount of episodes, and it'd be a lot easier to just. I think what I'd like to do on like on TV time, it'd be cool if you could uh, review individual seasons, and then mm-hmm. like in that review, you could like, oh, this part of the season, like break up the season into like X amount of episodes, that kind of thing. Yeah, but guys, that was the put on segment. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Feel free to check out everything we just talked about. But let's get into it. The meat and potatoes of this episode how to start a podcast. And so I kind of broke it down into nine steps, nine kind of important things that you should consider when you're starting your podcast and getting ready to release a show to the people. So starting with step one, the idea, you know, why start the podcast? What is your goal? You know, what do you, who do you want to reach? What's the message uh, for the podcast, right? Um, what is your podcast about? Politics, pop culture, gossip, film, um, and we. What one thing that I think you really want to make sure you do is that whatever topic you talk about, you need to make sure you you do your damnedest to be an expert. You know, on that topic. Um, you know, tons of times um, on cafeteria talk, you'll hear me say something, and I'll have to come back and be like, "Hey, like I fucked up. That's wrong." Um, you want to make sure that you, you know, really know what you're talking about. If you're talking about shoes, you know, try to know as much as you can about shoes. Do your research. If you're talking about food, know know a lot about food. Just kind of try to be an expert on what you're talking about because people are gonna know what you know what you know because how you based on how you talk about what you know 
and people are going to know what you don't know based on how you talk about what you don't know. So and, and, and to piggyback yeah. off that, sorry to cut you off, but not your turn. Uh, yeah, I'm good. An, another another reason as to why you might want to why you need to do your research before you hop into uh, a discussion about this should be like a life thing that you do because you ne- never talk on something you don't know about. Like that's mm-hmm. just that should that should just be a, a life rule. But especially on a podcast because that's the quickest that's the one of the quickest ways to lose credibility and therefore listeners because if mm-hmm. you say some shit and somebody like calls you on like someone's like ah, i don't know about that or they go you they, they you say something with authority and definition and then they go and look it up and like just fact check you for whatever reason and they find out that you're wrong then like at that point they're like well why the hell do i need to listen to this dude like they they don't know what they don't know what they're talking about so there's no point in me continuing to listen to what they have to say so that that's another big reason as to why you need to do your work to be an expert and but also understand that it's okay to not know something mm-hmm. and it's also it's quick it's 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 a okay to be like oh i don't know or i think or use these things like that to indicate that you, there is a level of uncertainty to what you're speaking about and um uh uh and it, and i know personally in a lot of my uh a lot of the podcasts that i've done there's uh, there's been moments where I've had to take a second and do a quick Google search before I continue with my thought because right. that's the quickest way to just like it, it takes two seconds to just look up what you have to what you're talking about and then just right right then and there you you avoid that that possibility of somebody looking it up and fact checking you and being like what the hell are you talking about right and actually real quick I'm glad you mentioned that so like you said you mentioned you were on two podcasts you want to tell the people what those shows were uh, how uh, long they ran yeah uh, for so. Back in 2019, wow, that's so. Right, no, oh, that seems that is so crazy to think about. Uh, a couple years ago, 2019, uh, I started a co- with a couple of my friends. We started a show called uh, Soupcast, which was basically a podcast about. It started out as a superhero podcast, like a superhero media podcast, and over the uh, year that it ran, because we had uh, 52 episodes exactly, um, a weekly release, we. Uh, it evolved into a bit of like a pop culture and like a movie uh, TV show type of podcast. But uh, basically uh, that was, that was basic. That was my first endeavor uh, podcasting. And that was, that was what it was. Soupcast. It's not available anymore, um, but it, I had a lot of fun. I learned a lot from it. Uh, we had Quattro on a couple times <laughs> yeah. and yeah. And it's uh, it, it was a lot of fun. And then the second podcast that I've uh, also started was I started with uh, yours truly, uh, uh, Quattro. He, who, who me? <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're co-hosts on a show that we started um, at the time of recording this, uh, like a month ago. Well, we started releasing a month ago. We had the idea like back in 2020, late yeah. 2019, low key. Uh, but it's called Brackets and B Rolls, and it's a podcast that brings together March Madness and movies in the best way possible. Shout out to anybody who listens to the show because you got that reference. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much ditto to what he said. Uh, I was on a couple episodes of Soupcast. I'm a co-host of Brackets and B-Rolls. And of course, one of the hosts of this show, Cafeteria Talk. Um, 
So also in, pre- in preparation for this episode, I reached out to some fellow podcasters that I that I knew and followed um, and asked them, you know, some asked them for some tips on, you know, starting a show. And this tip in terms of, you know, step one, the idea I got from uh, my friend Gabby over at Unfiltered, Unfiltered Feelings, um, a podcast that I also was a uh, guest star, guest appeared on. Um, and she just said that the hardest uh, part about a podcast is just starting. The process isn't that hard, but having the boldness to start is hard takes guts also why would someone listen to your podcast you have to have a why or else they will only be words and likely people won't stick around i think that's pretty true you definitely need to just you know just take the leap it's it's a very fun process but as we're going to keep talking about it's it's very hard it's, it can be very tedious and you know you kind of kind of have to want to do it so moving on to step two we've kind of mentioned this before Research, research, research. Um, talk to other podcasters, specifically podcasters who share your topic of discussion. Uh, follow them on social media, watch their posts, um, reach out to them on social media. Um, and based on, you know, kind of what you've researched, you know, find out what works for you. Um, I would say this part probably would take the most amount of time, um, given that, you know, you want to make sure you get the data to see, you know, what works for you, what works for others. Um you know, kind of how you want to formulate some ideas for yourself. So definitely, I think research is a very important piece. What about you, Flagata? Uh, yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that one. I mean, that kind of ties into what we were saying earlier about wanting to be an expert or as close as you can to an expert about what you have to what you're talking about, because um, it, it'd be it'd be really, really stupid for you to try to start a politics podcast and not know anything about politics like trying trying to start a podcast podcast about politics and not understanding that the GOP represents the Republican Party like that's that's a that's a very foolish thing to do and it's just like what you said like researching is going to take time if mm. if you're doing it properly cuz without it then the show is not going to be as good as it can be and especially if you're trying to come up with something that is a niche like you want to you want to do your due diligence and make sure that you're doing your part to just be be that be the best that you can be be as much be as knowledgeable as you can be about that uh, topic for sure um i'm definitely glad you cleared up what the gop was because like they have in the cardio theater at my job i like they have the news on i can't hear it but like i see it and they always say the gop and i always mm-hmm. wonder what that was i mean of course i could have googled it but i just never really i never speak on it so i didn't really need to look it up gop stands for grand old party which for some reason is the republican party why don't they just say the republican party i i i i I don't know because like i always thought the gop was kind of used as like a pejorative or an insult but Mm. they also refer to themselves as the gop yeah it was on fox news out they were saying so i i i think that's just like a just a, another word that they or another phrase that they use to describe themselves um so yeah that's that's yeah i don't remember when i learned that but yeah that's what that is i respect it yeah when i when i started this show um one of the podcasts that i that i really you know looked to for uh inspiration was of course soupcast because y'all we y'all started it um a little bit about maybe a year or so before uh we started this show and you know i gleaned was it idea. really a year i feel like it was even less time than that. i feel like it was a few months y'all were up to maybe 20 think, or 30 episodes by the time we came out 
Yeah, so that's that's a Absolutely. little bit. That's like a couple. That's a few months. A few months. Yeah. So we started it a few months apart, and I just gleaned ideas. I used stuff that worked for them and uh, changed some things that didn't work for us. Because I think y'all had three people. We have four on the show, mm-hmm. and so we just kind of did some things different. I also looked at other podcasts like The Read. Also, like when I first started, I listened to The Read so much that, like, in a sense, it almost changed my vernacular. Like I. I said things that were very similar to the way they say things on the read, and I had like had to train myself. I listened to the read for hours at work back in Jacksonville. Like that was, and I still do. I love the read, um, but just that sh- that shows another mom podcast. I podcast I listened to that I thought was really funny, um, but they got kind of capped with some during Black Lives Matter, so I had to kind of leave them alone. But ah, um, uh, that's the worst. Yeah, yeah, I was like, ah, bro, y'all was so cool, but then y'all got into the politics, and then y'all were kind of capped, so I had to leave them alone. But um, speaking of another podcast, um, Bring the Mio podcast, another podcast I reached out to, um, they basically just said, do research before you start, like promoting, what apps to use, how to get on platforms, do your, do your website first. We should have done our research first, LOL. Um, yeah, oh, when they- man. Yeah, I can't. My bad to cut you off. But I can't stress to you how many how many people don't think about just looking up the small stuff like what uh, what microphone are you going to use or yep. what digital audio workshop you're going to use. Like what just just the stuff that like like the in the in the previous section um, uh, unfiltered feelings uh, with Gabby. She was saying the hardest part is starting it. Mm. In a sense, like I, I agree with that because it's like a part of it is just figuring out. Especially if you're coming from a background of not knowing any of this terminology. Yeah, you're gonna have to figure out what kind of microphone you want to use, how to use it properly, um, what kind of softwares you want to use. Like, there's just so much to. There's so many things that you'd have to figure out. So I can't. I cannot agree. Uh, more with what you had to say with what the bring the meal podcast had to say like definitely mm. definitely uh do that do that kind of stuff like that's uh that's those those are the details that really help make or break a show and it's crazy like pretty much with anything like there is no we're not gonna sit here in the next you know 30 40 minutes and give you a step-by-step 100 percent way to do a podcast because i mean there's a hundred million different ways and different uh, ways you can get to a final product. There's different mics, different setups. Different. It, it depends on the amount of people you have doing it. The topic. There's the so many different you have ways. To, money. The, yeah. The, the budget you have. Like there's exactly. so many different things. But this is kind of just a rough outline of what to think about when you're starting a podcast. But moving on, and I think for me this is probably like the most important to me. Um, step three: the team. You have to find people who are reliable. And we'll nurse the baby as well again. as you. Reliable. That's going to be the name of the episode. Reliable. <laughs> <laughs> and and I will say it, and I hate to say it because this is a show that has all my friends, and you can definitely attest to this. It's okay to avoid your friends. Um, some friends don't have the work ethic, time, or energy required. And that's okay. Like That, that don't mean you need to cut them off as friends. You just don't need to have a professional relationship with them. Exactly. Um, and, and on top of that, yeah. And it's it, it might not even be like a difference in something like work ethic. It's a different in passion because especially mm-hmm. if you come to if you come to a friend of yours and you're like, hey, I want to do this podcast about sneakers, and the friend that you want to start the show with 
wears flip flops every day. Like they don't they don't care about sneakers. Mm. They're not going to bring that same energy that you are every day to to work, so to speak. Like so, it's gonna it's gonna reflect negatively in the show because you're gonna be ready to put in all this work, all this time, all this energy, all this effort into preparing into making sure that you can do the best that you can. Whereas with them. They may or may not have that same drive, and they might say yes because the idea of podcasting is fun. Like mm-hmm. podcast, like so, like I've had some of my like some of my favorite like memories of pod of like with my friends are through a podcast. Like we were recording mm-hmm. an episode, but it's the it's the it's the small stuff. It's the detail work. It's the busy work. It's the yeah. It's the business side of things that isn't fun. Like making the promotional uh, work, uh, mm. the, the promotional uh, material, uh, uh, taking care of like the distributor, the host, all that stuff. Like there's, there's so much more to podcasting than just sitting down, turning on your microphone and talking for an hour. And that's one of the things that that's, a, that's another thing that really needs to come into account when you're picking your team, pick people who are like-minded, like don't yeah. only do a show with someone. If you, if you and them, if you share interest, like don't mm-hmm. try to, don't try to do an NFL podcast on a friend who doesn't care about football. Like that's just, exactly, it's just a foolish thing to try to do. Definitely. And, um, and when I say like, don't, you know, pick your friends, like you can, of course, don't have to go out and find some random ass stranger, but, you know, look, look in places where you'll find people that are like-minded. If you, for example, if you're doing a, a Marvel, um, a Marvel podcast and you say you frequent a comic book store, maybe somebody at the comic book store that, you know, maybe you're like, Hey, like, let's get together and, and, and chop it up before you even get in front of a microphone. Just like go out to lunch or something see how, yeah, see, see how yeah. you guys connect. Or, you know, if you're in a club or something at school, like, hey, you know, let's 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 get a couple of us and let's do a podcast and just kind of connect that way. Or if you want to, you can get bold and hop on social media and be like, hey, looking for somebody like minded who's into the same things. And like, let's get together and talk. Yeah. For and sure. So there's a lot of ways you can find somebody. But um, so I would say in terms of the number of people that could be on your show, I'd say two is OK. Three is fine. Four for me is enough. I don't think I've seen a show that features more than four people, uh, that not including a guest. Um, But four main hosts on a show is crazy. And I say that because the more people, the more schedules you have to align. Um, As you guys know, Cafeteria Talk, we have four people. And I think it was episode 25 where we finally got all four of us actually in the same room on the mic together. And that's because four schedules is a lot. And we're four college students. Our schedules will almost almost damn near never align. And so um, just those schedules. And then yeah, uh, I, less, I, less team. Oh, one, one last. Well, yeah, okay. you can go with your thought. I'm moving to this next piece in a second. Um, yeah. And like, like, I, like you were saying, I don't know. I don't know if there's a, a podcast that exists out there that can effectively have a roundtable discussion with more than four people. Like, that's just... Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem feasible because at that point, you're going to have to be... Everyone's going to be... I don't want to say competing for time, but mm-hmm. if everyone's going to want to... Everyone has to get their piece out. Everyone wants to give what they want to say, what they have to say. And mm-hmm. you, got, you got to deal with cross-talking and people might be talking over one another, that kind of thing. So, like you said, two is two is like, two is like a good... A, Two to four is a sweet spot. Like anything, yeah. anything above four, it's like mm, you, you, you're getting into into iffy territory there. Exactly. Oh, and uh, before before we continue, uh, do you have it set up to where you're recording both of our, um, you're recording my my stuff separately, record a separate audio file for each participant? I don't think so. 
Okay, that is, that's just for whoever's editing. It'll all, like, mine and your audio will be on the same track. So, like, there will be no way to... To, to differentiate do. the two? Yeah. Okay, I don't think there is. But the ones he's done for Zoom, the one me and Robert did, um, it sounded fine. So, But I do want to talk about how we can split that up because that definitely sounds like it'd be way easier. So, yeah, and just, like, I don't know, probably now that we're recording, it's too late. But all you would have to do is just go to Preferences and then go down to recording, and then there's a there's a thing that you can check that just says record a separate audio file for each participant. Oh, okay, bet. All right, well I'll keep that in mind for the next one. Uh, where were I think I was going into the next thought, so I'll just snap it here. And uh, also with team members, the less team members means more work. So it all depends on the people that you choose. So, you know, with four people, you can, you know, divide up the work or whatever. One person deals with the host, one edits, you know, one creates graphics, however you guys want to split it up. But just remember, the less people you have, the more work you guys have to do. So just keep that in mind. And that's that's where that's where that that like minded that like mindedness is very mm-hmm. important, because if you have four people who are all driven, who all have the same goal in mind, then running that show is going to be far easier than doing it uh, solo or just with two people. So and yeah. also, I don't know if you wanted to um, talk about it at all, but uh, start there. I think there's also value in discussing like the. You could do a show by yourself, like having a, yeah, having for a solo sure. show. Um, and I, I think I've I've done a couple of podcast episodes where it's just uh, me by my lonesome, and it's not, it's not, it's definitely not as fun as doing it with someone else, but it's not impossible, and mm-hmm. it is more work, but it's it's definitely doable. But I think a good model, if you are a solo person, you might want to have like a rotating door of guests, like you know, just have people like friends and stuff like. And that's a good example. That's a good way for you to get friends. That you don't necessarily want to have a relation, a business relationship with. That you don't have to rely on them to, you know, help you edit or help you distribute stuff. But you yeah. can still get them in the chair, get them talking, and have like a, a valuable, fun conversation for whatever your show is. So I just wanted to put that point. out there. Very good point. And when you're choosing those people, like we've kind of mentioned it, understand that a podcast is incredibly time consuming. You're looking at sleepless nights, hours of editing, graphic design, recording. Time management is key. It is, it, it's I, like like you've already said it. Podcasting is not just sitting down, turning on a microphone, and just talking. There is so much more to it. You have, every episode that we've put out um, on this show, and I'm sure on your show. Well, I know on the show because I've been on a couple. You send out a flow. We have to. It's not a. It's almost like a script. It's not. You know, we're not scripting out what we're gonna say, but kind of how episodes are gonna flow. You, you, we mm-hmm. come in with an intro. Uh, we'll do the put on segment. We'll go into the episode. We'll close. Same format, pretty much every episode, depending on what we're doing. But, you know, you have to plan that stuff out. That stuff doesn't just happen. And so it's very time consuming. Did you want to add anything to that? Uh, no, uh, just just the I like that you mentioned the flow because um, that's another very, very different thing that sh- some shows like some people, they'll write out an entire script for their show. Like they, mm-hmm. and every episode, like it's scripted word for word. Um, personally, I don't like that but that's also because the, all the podcasts that i've done require a certain level of spontaneity that doesn't mm-hmm. really make sense to try and script it but for certain certain styles of shows like you need a script but for a show like this one or any of the other ones we do the flow is perfectly fine where you just have bullet points you have the highlights you have the things that you need to cover mm-hmm. and then it's like a it's like a having note cards so you don't right. you're not reading off your presentation you have uh, you have note cards in your hands that can help guide you so you're not reading off the slide 
And interestingly enough, I took a class this past semester called uh, Writing in Media, Writing for Media Professionals. And they taught us um, about, you know, writing for news and that, you know, whenever you watch the news, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, whatever you're watching, before, you know, the anchors and stuff talk, they get a stack of papers, which is called their copy. And it has, it's just, it's a flow. It's literally the things they need to cover, what they're going to talk about and all that stuff. So, you know, not very much different from the news, you know, people like to watch or people should be watching. But moving on to step four, we're back to the idea. You've got your team. So what you need to do is you need to meet with your team multiple times um, for your first few outings as a new podcast. will go a lo- This will go a long way uh, in your first few outings. Now, you're not recording. You're not meeting up to record anything. You're just meeting up to talk, you know, meet up at your local Panera. Shout out to the soup cast. I was at those preliminary meetings where him and the guys just met up at Panera. And we're talking. Um, but meet up and just talk, you know, about what you guys talk about the past. Talk about what you're going to talk about. You know, get fill out your own banter. Any any thoughts on that? Uh, no, it's just it's important to meet up because a lot of those times, especially if you're doing the show with someone that you aren't already good friends with, it's really important to help uh, fill out that chemistry. Um, mm-hmm. It gives you a feel for the kind the kinds of vibes and energy that you and your 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 uh, co-hosts will be giving and you guys can really it, it'll it's just it goes a long way like you said it's really important and it uh, helps not even just finding the chemistry but also just determining the identity of your show like in in moments like in these planning moments you can figure out oh are we gonna do a a what are you into or put on style segment or are we just gonna get right into it are we gonna take take a while to discuss what we're are we going to take a while to get into our topic? Or are we just going to jump right into it as soon as we press record? Like there's, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered in these types of me- meetings. And I think that's kind of where the value in these meetings go. And, For sure. And I also want to mention that this, and this, this process never stops. Like you're always coming mm-hmm. up with ideas. You're always, the show is always going to be evolving or it'll almost always be evolving. I, there's certainly, uh, I'm sure there's instances where people feel that they've got the best show that they can, but personally, I don't know that I'll ever get to a point like that. I think I'll always yeah. have ideas that can improve, uh, whatever, whatever shows I'm working on. And even it's gone as far as we've recorded an episode and be like that, that's not good. We need to redo that episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> having, and having to, having to do something a second time like that, uh, is, can be demoralizing, but I think there's more. I think it's better to look at it positively because it's always like, well, and then now you get a second chance to do it. And right. almost certainly the second time around, it will be better than the first time. Exactly. I think we recorded episode 50 of this podcast three times. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, see, yeah so. They, they hated me by the end of the night. It was like we didn't leave Robert's house till like four in the morning. I was like, nah, we, we need more. Um, Good Lord. But my next point was pretty much everything you said. You'll iron out kind of the more specific stuff in, uh, in your show in these meetings. And like you said, I love that you said it, it never stops. This is something that will always happen. Um, two brains are better than one. So Facts. moving on, step five, branding. Um, you can begin this in a lot of different ways. It's really like you kind of mentioned the identity of your show. How do you want to present your show to future listeners or current listeners once you uh, start your show? Um, I started off, I, when I started the show, I started off with the logo. Um, it's the, it's the, I'd say it's the face of your podcast. The first thing people will see, um, you want to make sure it's unique while it's simple enough to put on anything from simple graphics to future merchandise. If you get there, um, <laughs> I mean, hey, 
Where's that merch at? Bro, I, that merch thing, it ain't no merch. I, <laughs> where's that Where's that cafeteria top merch? I've been waiting. I bro, need it. The streets I, need it. The streets bro, hungry. The streets do not need that, bro. They not ready. <laughs> <laughs> they not ready for this merch, bro. <laughs> Y'all boys got merch. Where the merch at? So quick story, guys. So in in one of the few episodes that Quattro was not on, um, I left the show in the in the I thought very capable hands of Slick Rob <laughs> and Kid Kevin. I think DJ knew it was on that episode, and the episode went great. Like the whole episode was fine. Like I was I was laughing. I had a great time. And then at the end of the episode, I think we were maybe twenty episodes in. We're still incredibly young podcast. Um, Slick Rob goes, hey, yeah, we got merch on the way. <laughs> I was like, I was like, did I miss a meeting? Did I, did I miss a Panera meeting? Like, what is, what, what? what? But uh, no, currently we do not have merch. Um, <laughs> bro, when I tell y'all that shit was some of the funniest. Bruh. Man, that, we had so many laughs over that story, bro. Like, I we, really wish y'all like had a video of my actual reaction listening to that. Because I was just like, oh, excuse, what? <laughs> Like, the whole episode was fine until that. I was like, what? Um, but uh, based based on your... But you can kind of base your logo based on your um, your show. For example, if your podcast is about shoes, you might brand similarly to, like, a Foot Locker. You might put a shoe as your logo. Um, I know for Brackets and B-Rolls, um, we were going back and forth with uh, my boy Vin, who's done every logo that I've ever used in our and did our Brackets and B-Rolls logo. Um we explained to him that, you know, we wanted a movie. Uh, what do you call the thing? The little uh, clapper. The clapper. clapper we, I think. We, we explained we wanted the clapper part of the logo and we kind of wanted it rounded off. And he gave us, you know, what, what our logo is now. And we, we love it. And um, yeah. Um, but moving on to not next step, but like the next point I have for branding. Um, I was kind of fortunate enough to know somebody and, and have a rapport with somebody that, you know, does logos relatively cheap also but in actuality be ready to pay um when you when you're ready to start branding and doing graphic designs logos and graphics are and are a form of art and art uh is not free the better the quality the more you're probably going to pay it's good to try and do it all in-house if you can um but if that's not possible be ready to break the bank i i personally am a graphic designer and so you know creating graphics and stuff like that is something that i like to do and can do so i was able to kind of you know not have to pay for it but if that's not your forte be ready to pay pay somebody to do it yeah for sure and i think that just kind of goes to uh it's necessary i think it's necessary for almost every aspect a lot of the as i won't say almost every but a lot of the aspects of like your podcast mm-hmm. you have to be um at least and this is a different thing because you don't have to but you know if you're if you're serious about it there should be a level of you should set aside a budget you should be willing you should be expecting to have to shell out a certain amount of dollars because like you said um that a lot of the stuff isn't free like if you want someone to excuse me if you want someone to uh make your make your content for, or not your content make your graphic and stuff makes your make your graphics or your logos and stuff um it, it's important to be willing to uh not not try to short sell what you want like always don't 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 be don't try nickel and dime what you need for your your brand if you're serious about it if this is just something that you're doing for fun that's fine you can do something just like real quick and easy that's what we did for suitcast but for something like brackets and b-rolls we were a lot serious we were a lot more serious about what was going on 
uh, Cyrus Quattro uh, just heard a heard a gunshot outside of his apartment. Right. I I, live, I swear I live in Gotham sometimes, bro. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. I'm not used to this. <laughs> I lived in a, a suburban neighborhood in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, continuing on, man, it's just I, I that that just really threw me off of my of my wave. Uh, it was one other thing I wanted to mention. Oh, did you want to tell the people briefly about our experience with Fiverr? Oh yes, uh, for the first time, because uh, I've heard uh, ad plugs for this uh, podcast uh, or not podcast this uh, company a few times via the different podcasts I listen to. But there's this uh, company called Fiverr. Uh, F-I-V-E-R-R and it is uh, it's basically a freelance uh, uh, soft not software it's like a free it's a freelance marketplace where mm-hmm. it'll connect you with people who can uh, give you what you need so if you need someone to make uh, if you need a graphic designer you can uh, hook up with different designers on there you can look at their portfolio portfolios you can see their prices and you can uh, do it a lot. You can basically anything you need. Like uh, I think I don't I don't know that there's anything that you would need on there that you can't get creatively. Um, and we recently did that for our cover art for brackets and b rolls this season, and it has been uh, awesome. Like it's I'm very happy with it. Very I was very happy with um, what we got from uh, the person that we worked with. They're really patient and uh, they worked with us back and forth a lot of dialogue and we ended up getting uh what is our cover art now for our podcast and i think both of us are very very excited or very happy with it and so we ended up paying i think about 50 40 to 50 40 dollars for i can't remember because i know i gave a tip too so we we paid it wasn't we didn't get it for free like we had to pay it wasn't super expensive but we did have to pay for it and it looks it looks as good as it does. Like if you go look at uh, Soupcast, which I don't even know if it's a. Va- I think you can still see the cover art, but like you can't listen to the episodes. But looking at what we have for Soupcast, which is what we what was done for free versus what we have for brackets and B rolls, you can tell that like that's that money that we use that money wisely. Like we were very happy to have spent that money. Definitely, definitely. Moving on so. to step six. Um, social media. I'd say the number one way people will find your podcast, um, Instagram and Twitter, at least in my experience has been the best bet. Both can be used to post news and updates about your podcast when episodes are dropping delays, special releases, and where to find your podcast. You can also use these platforms as uh, news hubs for your specific topic. So, for example, we mentioned that sneaker podcast. Maybe you use your social media to talk about, you know, current, um, Shoe, shoe releases or future shoe releases or talk about your favorite shoes and maybe a post of the week about your favorite shoe of the week. I used to follow up. Uh, I think it was like an Instagram, not Instagram, it was a Snapchat um, show and the dude would do like a sneaker of the week. And I haven't seen him in like a fat minute, like since before COVID, but I always thought his show was really cool because he always had some pretty cool sneakers on there. Um, but yeah, any tips on that before I get into the last part about Instagram? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. I think, I think you covered everything. Oh, um, I remember back with Soupcast. I haven't done this, uh, since, since we started Braxton B-Rolls, but back with Soupcast, I did a lot more than just Instagram and Twitter. I was also on Reddit. Um, mm. this, 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 uh, social media site called Amino, um, 
And I think there's another one. But like the acids? Bro, exactly like the acids, nigga. Exactly. Nice. Nice. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, nah, Reddit was a big one. Uh, there's a, I don't know if y'all know how Reddit works, but it's basically just, there's different hubs, I guess. Like sub- subreddits, that's what they're called. There's different subreddits, and I went to one uh, about podcasting, and uh, there's like different posts on there where you can uh promote your show and um i i can't speak to how well that that did for getting people to find our show because it i mean it's not like i I have no idea like it's not like people would tell me like oh i came over from reddit like oh i i found the show via this one obscure ass uh, website so i can't say whether or not using reddit worked all that well uh but it, it's just it's another thing like there's a, it's worth uh considering that there's more than one way to uh to get your show out there than just the basic instagram uh, and twitter basic instagram and twitter which is very valuable oh and facebook didn't even think about facebook facebook too you got to be careful on facebook i i uh i just recently been kind of getting back into facebook and i commented on uh on dj newest post one time and he texted me like Offhand, he was like, "Hey, bro, like you got to be careful, bro. These these people on Facebook built different. You can't just say what you want to say. Like it wasn't. I didn't say nothing like crazy, but he just was like, "Hey, bro, they're not gonna really see. Like I know what you meant, but like these people will take what you say and, and run with it." And I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot Facebook a different beast." But um, yeah, I, I I don't use Facebook, but I know that it is another option, bro. Yeah, it is. It's, it's built different. But um, I don't know if other apps do this. Twitter might, uh, but I know Instagram for sure. Um, well, they all have stories. That was kind of the first part of the point. You can utilize stories to generate engagement, um, i.e. polls. Um, you can, you know, poll what episodes you want to see people hear people. You can use polls to see what episodes you might want to put out. Um, you can polls on different, like a sneaker podcast, polls on, you know, your favorite type of sneaker and stuff like that. Um, also, Instagram has ads that you can pay for. That, you know, will spread out your post um, deeper into the app so people can see them and generate more engagement. Um, I think I've done maybe one or two ads uh, and we gained some followers and some engagement there. Um, I know you've utilized ads on Instagram. Um, Yeah. Have uh, we done any on brackets? I think we did one starting off. uh, Did one. Yeah. So uh, Supcast did a couple. Um, Supcast is honestly a bad example just because. That's a show. That's an example of a show that was not run properly. Mm-hmm. As in, we started it. We did not do our due diligence when we were going through the pro- the steps of uh, uh, beginning a show. Like Soupcast is what you is like a good example of what not to do in terms of its infancy and how like it started because it was one of those shows that we got really excited that we had the idea and we just sat down, recorded an episode. At, threw it out there without doing next to any research and whereas like a show like cafeteria talk or brackets and b-rolls is a more is a better example of what to do because it's a better understanding of like the the business side of things but uh supercast we did a couple of those uh brackets and b-rolls we did one um i was actually gonna talk to you uh soon about doing uh, a couple more just yeah. to see what you're thinking about because it's uh the, the thing with instagram uh the thing with instagram promotions I'm not they work in the sense that they get people to your page mm-hmm. but I also think that like I'm not sold on them yet I think they're I think Instagram has it set up to where you have to spend a certain amount of money to make it worth your time 
and worth worth the money and that's something that i don't know that i'm really i don't know if i like that because I, I don't like the way instagram has fixed its algorithm to be very much it's it, very it, polarizing to smaller yeah. smaller pages and it's it's like it's it's very it's very annoying and it kind of feels like i'm feeding into the beast when i when i support it but i mean that's just kind of the game you have to play like it's the the rules it's i mean hey the the rules may be unfair, but the game is broken, so it is what it is. You just got exactly. Just gonna gotta deal with it. So, but uh, yeah, there's definitely Instagram uh, promotional stuff that to consider, if, even if you don't uh, end up doing it. Right, and definitely you know make sure your Instagram page um, is a, is set up as a business Instagram page. You'll be able to see insights and stuff like that. I always think that's pretty cool to see. You know who's looking at your stuff, what's getting looked at the most. You know, what post um, has been more successful that you should do more of? What's not really getting the eyes that you want? And maybe you could do something different. But and real quick, I'll just mention um, the way the algorithm for Instagram is set up right now. The most valuable thing um, that your post can do is be saved. Um, It's the little flag looking icon when somebody saves your post and they can go back to it. That's pretty valuable. And I see why, because I routinely am looking at the stuff I saved because it's I saved it for a reason. I like to to see it and revisit it. Um, And then after that, you have uh, the post being sent to somebody else. You know, you send your friends, you know, something in the group chat or send something to your friend. Hey, this was funny. Sending somebody something. Commenting is probably the third most important and it's not just a comment. It has to be a comment over four words. Um, and then lastly, the likes. So um, if you look at your insights and, you know, your post has been saved 20 times, but you only got three likes on the post, that's not a loss. Like, you're, that's, you're actually doing pretty well. Now, will that, act, will that, you know, ratio often happen? Not too many times. But um, depending on your show and what you're posting, it could very much so happen. So just keep that in mind when you're on the social and the media tip. It is it is worth mentioning, um, due to some new privacy rules. I don't know how new they are. I know within the past like eighteen months, I believe uh, they've kind of made messaging related insights. You can't. They're not as easily viewed. So like it's not. It's harder mm. to see when people send off your posts or. Um, I believe when they saved them too. Uh, so it's because I remember back when I was doing, uh, I did another pod. I, it wasn't a podcast, but it was like a basically a fan Instagram account for Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see a ton. Like I, I always saw like my insights and like uh, all the people that all the times I, the, my post got like sent off or saved and stuff. And then this happened, like the the new rules uh, over in Europe. Uh, yeah. the new laws over there and then like that it dropped them significantly and I don't know if it's because people stopped sharing it and people stopped like saving it or if it's because I stopped being able to see that they were sharing it and saving it based on these new privacy rules so Definitely. that is that's another thing like Instagram in and of itself is a very it, it's it's frustrating because it's hard to kind of keep up with that sort of thing and it's not it's it's hard to determine without knowing for sure so it's it's you can do the best you can with your Instagram, uh, but I, I'm still, I'm still, I think it's still a learning curve for a lot of people just trying to figure out the best way to get your Instagram to grow, for sure, organically. But moving on to step seven, um, distributing your podcast. Um, like, like I said before, this this show will not be a you know 100,000 percent roadmap on how to start a podcast because there are very different ways to distribute your podcast. 
um, we suggest uh, using a podcast host. A podcast host is a distributive hub for your podcast. Once you publish an episode, the podcast host will put your show on the places where podcasts can be found, i.e. Google Podcasts, Podcast App, Listen Notes, Amazon, Podbay. And like you hear us say all the time, pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast. Um, we use Podbean. Uh, for the sake of demonstration, we'll use that as uh, our podcast host. And once you join, you'll be given an RSS feed. This link is basically the code for your show. Um, you'll use this link to submit your show to platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts, where Podbean doesn't necessarily just shoot your show over to places like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They're a little more bougie, uh, is what I like to say. <laughs> you have to send them, give them your RSS feed, and they'll vet your show, and then they'll send it back in about... Uh, Sake of argument, like two weeks. Um, any more, anytime more than that, you probably didn't get it. But I know, like SoundCloud and stuff, it took about two weeks to get uh, the show vetted and brought and sent back to say, "Hey, you're approved to be on our, our platform." Um, and I think those apps were free; like we didn't have to pay them to put our show on there. But we did have to pay Podbean. Um, I believe the plan we're on now is fourteen bucks a month. But I know there's a pro plan that's a little bit more, right? There's there's a few options um, mm-hmm. for the because we use the we're also on the the second tier which is fourteen a month or uh, nine bucks a month if you bill annually which is what mm-hmm. we're doing over on brackets and b rolls, um, but yeah that's that's there's like there's so many different options like there's some for like actual companies and businesses who have multiple shows but like that's that's a different conversation that's for those uh, higher echelon like podcasting networks where they have the money to shell out because they have 10, five, 10 shows that they're producing. And so like they need them uh, distributed. So, but yeah, I think for most people, I think the free version and then the tier above the free version is probably what I would recommend. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I can't vouch for the tier above like the third tier. I don't remember what's on it, but I know for a fact, the second tier has worked very well for both Soupcast and Brackets and B-Rolls, and I imagine it's worked well for Cafeteria Talk. Yeah, I uh, I love Podbean. Um, I recently just learned uh, from you about having, when I drop an episode, that I can you know, schedule it to come out at a certain date and time uh, mm-hmm. once it's been edited and put in there, so I really enjoy that. Um, it also gives you you know stats, uh, where your podcast is being listened to, how many people are listening to it, how many downloads, um, all types of stuff. Podbean is, is a very great, good tool to have once you start your show yeah for sure and uh that's that's not to say that the other ones don't like other pod uh pod distributors don't work that way but like like you said we only have experience with Podbean. but a google search will show you all the dozens and dozens and dozens of different podcast hosts like there's so many different options and it all it all just matters for what you're into like there's one that's free called anchor but Mm -hmm. i'm not a fan of anchor because last i looked at it at least um, I, if I'm not mistaken, there was a point. There was something about you not necessarily being the sole proprietor, owner of your show, which is something that I wasn't really. I was, uh, I was a little apprehensive about it, which is why I ended up just going for the the paid route, going the paid route. But mm-hmm. something like Anchor is definitely a very respectable option. Some of the podcasts I listen to now use Anchor. Um, yeah, I believe uh, unfiltered filtering, unfiltered feelings uses Anchor. Yeah, so it's it's there's so many different ways to to use there's so many different options for these hosts and stuff and once you get a host it's all it's really nice to learn what kind of things you can do like scheduling episodes like for Soupcast I would 
make sure I had the episode done like that Saturday or Sunday before it came out. And then I'd go to Podbean, go to upload and then schedule the episode to come out that Monday morning. And I do the same thing with brackets and B rolls. I, it's, it's a lifesaver. It's, 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 it, it's so nice being able to not have to wake up. Like if you want to release a show at 7am on a day and not having to wake up and do it yourself, like you can just do it. Like if you wanted to a week, a week in advance and, as soon as that day hits, 7 a.m., that shit's going to be distributed. That shit's going to be up. Correct. Moving on to step number eight. Notice how we have not started recording, but we are going to talk to you a little bit about recording equipment. Before you record, you're, of course, going to need equipment. Um, I would say you need a computer that can run audio software. And also be sure it's updated to the most recent operating system. For some reason, if your computer is not updated to the most recent operating system, one of the first things it attacks... Or, you know, kind of waters down to let your computer run as fast as it possibly can with an older operating system is audio quality and audio. Um, so you definitely want to make sure your computer is uh, updated to the most recent operating system. And it's really easy to check that. Just go to your settings. Uh, look for software updates. If you have an Apple product, you have to go into the App Store and it'll look and look in updates. Um, and usually computers now, they'll just update automatically. Um, you'll set that up as soon as you buy the computer. You'll open it up and you can set that up. But just make sure your computer is set up. Um, you'll need to decide which audio program works for you and your show. Some are incredibly user-friendly and some are way more professional, a lot more complicated. Um, Audacity being one of those ones that is pretty simple. Um, I've, I used that way back when, like in middle school. It was incredibly user-friendly. Um for this show, we use Adobe Audition. Uh, we get it through, well, I get it through school and also have the, the Adobe Suite. So I use that. And um, that was a little more professional. Um, but once you learn it, there's tons of YouTube videos and resources to help you understand it. Um, I know you use GarageBand, um, Zencaster, and Podcast Adapter, or apps you can kind of use, kind of like voice memos. You record it and it just records the audio for you. And we'll talk a little bit about editing once we get to that point. But any uh, ideas on, you know, programs that you like or are frequent? Uh, no. When I first started, uh, when when we first started back with Soupcast, um, I wasn't editing the, the show from the beginning. I started editing it, I'd say, about a little bit less than halfway through. I'd say probably about... Um, it's like about a ha- halfway through about about the halfway mark I started taking over the editing portion and um, I used uh, Audacity because at the time I had a Windows at a Lenovo and um, it was Audacity like you said incredibly user friendly like it's so simple to use um, it's it's it, it's honestly it's laughable how how simple it is it just honestly. it takes it takes. It's a couple of YouTube videos here and there to try to figure out exactly how you're trying to do something. Or if you don't know what you exactly you're trying to do, but you have an idea of it, chances are if you do a quick Google search, you'll find it. Um, Audacity, though, great, great service, great software for a beginner. And then I uh, got a Mac and then I ended up switching over to GarageBand just because I had experience with GarageBand. And it's just a little bit it's a ios it's an ios native so it's just easier than using audacity mm-hmm. and i really enjoy it because i know GarageBand like the back of my hand so it's i get what i need to get in and out and uh it's it's it gets the job done it's not it's uh it, it's not the most professional i guess but it's still it has most of the functions that i need and um excuse me i've also played around in audition um 
is there i think there's another one i've done but yeah audition is something that i've i'm i'm it's like one of those like i play around with it but i don't play around with it enough to where it's like my workflow i have a i have a workflow and doing it on audition because i don't know it that well it's Mm. it it like doubles my work time it's like i don't have the time to do this right now right when i get the time i'll figure it out so i can get my 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 workflow down to like it's it's normal it's normal capacity but outside of that no i i pretty much stick with garage man but like i like you said all these are suitable just a matter of learning them uh, yeah, and uh, kind of bringing it back, Audacity is free. You can download that offline. Just Google it. Audition, mm-hmm. you have to buy through the suite. Uh, I think Audition alone, I think it's like 60 bucks. Don't quote me on that, but it definitely is probably the more expensive oh, uh, yeah. of the programs. GarageBand is free with iOS, so when you buy a Mac computer, it's I think it's usually already downloaded on your computer. Yeah, it's all, native. Already. Yeah, it's native, yep. so it's already on there. Zencaster Podcast app. I believe are free. It's just the more features you want to have with those you have to pay for, like with the monthly subscription. Um, yeah. Oh, but, uh, that's what I forgot. We use Zencaster. Mm-hmm. We use Zencaster a couple times. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those. Uh, 2020 was an interesting year because uh, there were so many people. Because 2020 has saw such a boom in podcasts, a lot of these services that typically require money um, kind of, waived their fee and they're like oh mm. just come on come come work with us for free and so i did some stuff with zencaster at that point just because it's a good uh medium for recording uh remotely if you're not using something like zoom but yeah it's 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 uh last i checked there's a there's a paid function and there's a lot of cool features to zencaster but it's uh like you said it's just a a quick little google search away and you can do all the like i said this goes back to the research like just doing what you're doing your due diligence looking at what you need what you think you'll need what you don't know uh what do you think will be the easiest for you to learn that kind of thing right or and you can always pay somebody to do all of that editing stuff we'll, oh. we'll get there um but you also are going to need a microphone um lots and lots and lots of options um for microphones in terms of podcasting uh we both use uh the yeti blue uh is that what it's called yeti blue yes the yeti blue microphone or the uh, podcast microphone whatever blue yeti yeah yeti's got a few podcasting microphones this probably is the best one. blue blue is the brand blue yeah this is the style like this is the The style is yeti yes um they have a few um the snowball i wouldn't i wouldn't suggest my mom has one it does not have the quality that the mic i have now has um you would the deeper you get into it or if you have the money now i would definitely uh say use a a mic that requires an xlr cable um just better quality sound uh these are Mm -hmm. usb mics you plug these into your computer um xlr is just a little bit better sound um yeah xlr is xlr is like the 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 best sound that you can get yeah exactly yeah i've been wanting to upgrade to xlr for a while now it's just definitely variety of reasons that's why i haven't had the chance to but definitely as soon as as soon as i get the chance uh this blue yeti is i'm saying goodbye facts um and like we've said a quick google search will show you tons of them i watched a couple videos about the best podcasting mics out there and mics are not cheap. Um, nope. For a good quality, I think the cheapest mic you might get, is, especially XLR, you may be looking at 150 bucks. Anything under that, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that that's the best quality mic you could possibly start out with. USB. Uh, I think the cheapest is probably the the Snowball. 
Yeah, because snowball that's I think, eighty. Yeah, the snowball I think is like less than a hundred bucks. Yeah, uh, but like you said, I I don't think the snowball is worth it. Like I no. personally, it's I've had I've had a little experience with it, and I think I, I would strongly strongly suggest just if the only thing you can afford is a snowball, just skipping it altogether and just waiting until you can afford the yeti. Right. <laughs> I told him this was, this was what I was doing, but shut out my roommate, guys. Uh, uh, last a uh, couple more things you might you want to get a pop filter for your mics. Um, it just really kind of helps filter your sound and make it sound a little bit better. You don't want to just pull your mic out the box and start recording with it uh, because it's a microphone. It picks up things just like, you know, perfect example, my roommate who was in the other room. So, you know, you want to get your pop filters. And lastly, you want to make sure you have headphones. Core did headphones no airpods no bose silence canceling cordless no good old-fashioned corded 3.5 millimeter headphones that you can plug into a jack and use that way exactly yeah it's just bluetooth you'll get a lag i don't think i've ever tried to use bluetooth headphones because corded makes more sense but I would just say in terms of, you know, podcasting, corded is the way to go. I have um, some Beats corded headphones, and they were 100 and like 10 bucks, but like they're Beats, so like you definitely can get, I've seen people use like the $5. Um, earpods. Yeah, not earpods, earpods. Earbuds. Um, what was I think it was, they're definitely not JBL. Skull Candy? No, I've seen Skull Candy though. What? Wow, man, what is it? I think it was like an incredibly cheap pair of JBL. Probably ah, uh, like I, I I feel like I know what I feel like I know the the. What if I showed them about. to you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They sell them in like the gas station, not the gas station, the Family Dollar for like five bucks. It's like gummy or something. No, G- they're like wire some some shit. I remember what they're called, but really any corded headphones work. Um, but remember yeah. the cheaper they I, are, I would the less quality they are. Yeah, I, I'd recommend again. If you're serious about this kind of thing, uh, like the same thing with the microphone, if you can't afford to get a quality one, I'd, I would say strongly consider just waiting until you can't afford one. And same with the headphones, because uh, earbuds work. Um, but personally, I think over the ear uh, headphones are the way to go every time, uh, just because I think that there's, I think that they do, they're so much more valuable. And they just sound better uh, for the purposes of, of recording. Because the main reason why you want headphones when you're recording a podcast is one, so you can hear yourself and make sure that you sound fine. There's not like uh, weird feedback or whatever happening between your microphone and your computer or your microphone and your, uh, your, your mixer or whatever. But you also want to be able to, especially if you're doing it remotely, you want to be able to hear who you're talking to. And so there's no echo because if you don't have headphones on and you're just recording straight from your computer into a microphone, your microphone is going to be picking up the audio from your computer and the audio from uh, yourself talking. And it's, it's just going to it's going to be a nightmare. It's just better to have headphones 100 percent. So earbuds obviously will work. They will obviously get the job done. But I do think it's worth considering just waiting and shelling out that money for a good pair of over-the-ear headphones. And again, like with almost everything we've been talking about today, there's so many options. All it takes is a couple is a Google search and some time research. 
It's uh, it's key, very key. Facts. And you also have to consider, you know, your space. You may not have the room for a giant, you know, XLR uh, mic with an arm. Like, you might only have room for a, a Yeti on your desk and, you know, based on where you are. So just keep that in mind. But moving on into step nine, it's time to record. Recording your podcast. Finally at this step. We're almost done. Um, find a quiet, soundproof, if possible, room to record. Um I know when I started out, I didn't really have access to a soundproof room, so I had to find, you know, a quiet, smaller room because the bigger the room, the more acoustics, the the worse the sound's gonna gonna be. But a more an intimate setting where you guys can sit down and record, um, kind of uninterrupted, so people aren't coming in and you know interrupting you while you're recording. Make sure it's quiet and things like that. Um, you want to make sure you equalize your mic settings to your liking, checking the gain and regulating the volume. Um, all things that you can look up um, on how to do. It's really not that hard. Um, you just kind of have to have an ear for it. Make sure things aren't peaking. Peaking meaning like the sound isn't way too loud. And you'll see on your waveform when it's getting into the red. If you're talking and it's getting into the red, you need to turn it down. Um, if you're barely getting any green, any peaks at all, like you need to turn it up a little bit. Um, yeah, this, this, this is one of those things where this is a big thing that you're going to need to do some research on this is a mm. lot of uh and this is a big there's a big learning there's a lot of learning that goes into this point definitely because you're not gonna especially if you've never done anything with any of this kind of stuff before it's going to be a bit of a learning curve but it's worth it because the the word one of the things that will break a podcast for me personally and i think for most people is if it sounds like shit because if it sounds bad i'm not going to listen to it right just point blank period it could be it could be one of the best shows ever like y'all could have some great conversation you could be doing everything that i like but if it sounds bad i'm not going to listen to it so that's 100 percent exactly why why that needs why this is this is our this is one of the most important things Definitely. And I've I've personally have been um, into sound mixing and design pretty much for the last 10 years. Like I, I understand I know like what I'm doing in terms of sound. Um, and usually like if you get to a point where there's a problem or, you know, you're hitting play and you can't hear anything or something's going on. It almost is always a button has not been pushed. And it's just kind of making sure you're learning you know, what to look for and different things like that. And YouTube is your best friend. A lot of the issues I've had, I was able to put in YouTube and found a video on exactly what I needed to do. Um, ask other people, you know, that you may know that have background in sound that can help you with stuff like that. But the next point, test, 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 test again. Record everybody speaking. Stop, listen back, make sure, looking for peaking and any other lags to make sure it sounds good. And once your test sounds good, you can start recording. Um, so as you're recording, you're recording, you fit the record button, everybody's talking, you're into the episode. Um, you can do certain things while you're recording to alert each other, alert each other. I know I use hand signals. I use the wrap it up signal all the time to like, Hey, we move on to the next topic or, um, just like using hand like stop or stuff like that. Um, also this is something I adopted from you. Um, and you probably, well, you won't hear it cause we cut it out, but if you're talking during the show and you don't really want to stop and somebody makes a mistake or if you're a cleaning podcast and you curse or something, you want to bleep that out, you can snap, clap, scream, make any loud noise into the mic to make a 
significant peak in the waveform. So when somebody's editing the podcast or you yourself are editing, you'll see this peak and you're like, oh, what is that? Listen back and you're like, oh, I need to cut this and be able to cut, you know, without having to stop the show and then keep going. Stop, cut it, and then keep going. Because in some programs, you can stop it, back it up, cut it, and then just keep going with the episode. But you run the risk of messing something up, and then wherever you stop and you continue going, you lose whatever you had or lose what you record, like we did a couple episodes ago. But, uh, yeah, that w- yeah, I made that mistake and was like, bro, I'm missing half the episode. I suck. Um, oh, my gosh, man. That's so tough. Bro, it is, bro, it is so trash. But luckily, like, what we recorded, like, we had to do... We split it up in two episodes, so the ep- other episode that was more important was all good, so I was able to just drop that. Um, but, yeah, and so once you completed recording, be sure you save your audio. Be sure you save it. Double-check that you saved it. Uh, I recommend getting an external hard drive because uh, the more oh episodes you do... Oh, my gosh. You cannot... Yeah. Yeah. I cannot stress that yeah. the importance of that enough, man. Yeah. Get yeah, you, yeah, yes, a, yes, you can. No, you cannot, get, Ty. Get you a get you a please, for the love of all that's good in this world, get you a damn external hard drive because otherwise you're gonna end up like we were in Tampa, Florida, having spent probably accumulatively like at least six hours recording episodes of, of, of content and not being able to use them because your pot your your computer didn't have enough space to store them and they just kind of nope we're gone and yeah no please get yourself a pod uh, get yourself a a, a, a a external hard drive like whether it be a one terabyte two terabyte like get you something and it those are not cheap but they're also not expensive like i found mine i got a two terabyte um relatively small one i forgot the brand uh but it's like it spent like 60 bucks on it this is like another thing like it's Mm -hmm. part for the course like this isn't starting a podcast if you're serious about it that is is not necessarily a cheap endeavor but it's one that if done properly it's worth the money definitely definitely um yeah i I think I was just looking at free hard drives right now and not right now, but I've been looking for this past the past couple of days. And I think like they're all pretty much terabytes now because um, that's a that's a hell of a lot of storage, a thousand gigabytes per terabyte. And so it's pretty it takes a minute to fill that up. Um, so like I think the most expensive I saw was like 150, like they range about like 80 to 200 bucks. Nothing too crazy. Um, it's just the more storage, the more expensive it is. Um a couple like like I said, I talked to some uh, podcast people that I knew. Uh, I talked to Blazing Babes. Um, they said that they use Anchor and they really enjoyed that one. And uh, I also reached out to Pod Wars. Um, and I'll put all their Instagrams and stuff in the bio and not the bio description, so you guys can follow them and check them out. Uh, they said that we are always trying to get our perfect sound. Best thing you can do is record at a proper level right where the green bar crosses over the yellow as long as you have the proper level in a quiet room you can do anything in post um which will kind of take us into step 10 which is editing your um editing your show and i'll kind of like hand this over to you because you have a little more a little bit more expertise in editing the show than i do but Mm -hmm. um step 10 editing the show as we begin to wrap up the show uh yeah editing so it it all just depends on what you are looking for 
uh, as a as a show. This kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about the identity of your show, because I know for Soupcast when we first started it, um, there was it was just very much like we record, uh, handle a couple thing, couple tweaks here and there, and then we export it and get it ready to send out. And then after uh, one once I took over, I started playing around with the edits and uh, cutting in certain things for comedic effect or um, just for just to fill out the show, make it feel a little bit more, uh, I don't know the word I'd use, uh, full, I guess, lively. And so that uh, adds a lot more time to it. But uh, that's something is, it, it's all about just figuring out what works for you. Uh, and like, there's so many different methods to it. There's so many different, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, 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 styles to editing. You can outsource it. You can pay someone to do it for you. Um, I know I, I do it myself. It's, it's definitely time consuming. It's by far the most time consuming thing that I do, uh, when it comes to podcasting, like it's, if we record an episode, that's like 90 minutes, I'm probably going to spend close to three hours just, just working on it. Cause I listen to it. Uh, I make edits as I go. I make I make cuts where they're necessary. I add stuff in. Then I gotta. Then I I play around with the um, equalizations of the episodes. I compress things. Like there's there's a lot of different aspects to it, and that's something that requires a lot of research if you want to um, do things. And there's that's uh, there's there's certain obviously some most microphones. I think if you spend a good amount of money, like this Blue Yeti, for the most part. From what, like when we first, like if you if you just take what what comes straight out of the microphone, like as soon as you press record and then you're done with it, like that it sounds fine, like it's definitely publishable. Mm-hmm. But there's certain things that you can do to take it that extra step, definitely. And that's uh, that's kind of something that I've kind of grown and been able to learn how to do over the, I guess year, yeah, just yeah. more or less uh, time that I've spent uh, just practicing and it's 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 just it's a learning curve it's like goes back to what i was saying earlier about uh it never stops like there's no you're i don't think there's ever a point where you've made it Mm -hmm. i think you're always learning things i think you're always getting better always figuring out ways to improve so i think and it's definitely one of those things i'd probably say out of all the you know steps we've talked about that is something that unless you have you know expertise or know-how beforehand it's something you might want to start off outsourcing and then if you want to if you pick it up once you figure it out yourself you can definitely do that that's definitely one thing you might want to think about outsourcing beforehand um in terms of editing your show because like you said it is one of the more time-consuming things um in these steps and also one last thing on editing before we move on before you publish the episode listen to the entire thing it is the whole thing beginning to end you know, you might have missed something. There might something you forgot to cut. We've both have released episodes and we listen back and we're like, oh, frick, we uh, did not <laughs> cut that. And uh, yeah, you can you can always edit it afterwards. But then again, it's like you've already done all this. Like, what's the point? You've already released it. But uh, and, and on top of that, uh, if you I don't know if you've ever had to do it, but having to re upload, having to like upload a new file into Podbean, it, it erases all the previous uh analytics you had for mm, it. So okay. like if and I had to do this for our um our one of our under reviews. I think it was for our, our review for Zack Snyder's Justice League. Cheap mm. go check that out over on Brackets and B rolls. Yeah. Um 
we uh there was a point where i had to re-upload it because there was something missing or something was messed up and at that point uh the episode already had like 10 downloads and then i fixed it and then the the downloads were gone and Mm. so like it had to uh the number keeps going but then you have to keep in mind like oh that number plus 10 because those are the 10 downloads that already were there so interesting so you've recorded your episode you've edited edited the episode it's time to release the episode in step 11 um once the episode has been edited and listened to it's time for it to be released um you can put your episode and our graphic into the podcasters and release the episode um like i mentioned before podbean does allow you to schedule the episode so you may have recorded um, on a Monday to release on Saturday. You can put it in Podbean on Monday and just say, hey, I want it to drop on Saturday at 7 a.m. And Podbean will do that. And I'm sure other hosts can do that as well. I just know mm-hmm. Podbean for sure can do that. You can write a description of the episode for your pod, for your show, for your episode. You know, a couple sentences about what you're going to be talking about. Um, I know in our descriptions, we put our Instagram and Twitter in there. Um, kind of whatever, kind of just a little mini you know thoughts about what the episode's about so people when people see it um you can also use social media to promote um the release before the show comes out of course like we mentioned and uh once you've done that you hit the release button the show will come out and you wait to see who listens to it and you know you have recorded your podcast um any lasting tips before we get out of here uh no that's basically uh we we covered everything that we remembered to and like we both said this is a there's so many different ways to do this this is far from the end all be all in terms right. of how to's uh when it comes to podcasting but this is definitely a good start for anyone who's interested um definitely do your own research though be sure to sure. look out try to f- find different things find stuff that uh might work for you that work, might not work for others and especially in a time like this a lot of people might be uh, podcasting uh, remotely and that's a lot that for the most part a lot of the stuff that we've discussed here uh, applies but there are some differences that have to be considered when work when thinking about uh, recording a podcast versus uh, remotely versus being in the same space so a lot a lot of things to consider a lot of research to be done but it's definitely don't try, don't be overwhelmed there's anyone can do it like this is podcasting it, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of ways you can do it and anyone can cook. I hope I hope we've given y'all a a sense of uh, how to and I hope it's not too daunting uh, looking at all the steps that go into it. Definitely, um, definitely a very rewarding experience. You know, having done this for the last couple of years, I've really enjoyed it. I hope you guys are able to you know take this episode and really you know start your own show. And let us know if you do start your own show. I'd love to take a listen to, you know, a show that started because they listened to this episode. Um, but that is it, guys. That was a, a pretty fun one. Thank you again, Fly Guy Ty, for being on the show. We appreciate, oh, appreciate it. it. Appreciate it. Um, where can they find you? Where can they find Brackets and B-Rolls? Uh, so y'all can find me, uh, or no, I'll plug the show first. You can find the, uh, the show brackets and B-rolls, uh, on Instagram at brackets underscore B-rolls. Uh, you can find, and then you can find the actual show itself anywhere you get podcasts, brackets and B-rolls. Uh, it's in the description, it's in, uh, our bio on our Instagram. So if you go there, just hit that link and then you'll find the link to, uh, you'll, you'll find the link to any of your, uh, podcasts, apps you use, Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, um, 
uh, 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 tune in, listen notes, all those. I think iHeartRadio too, but uh, basically all all those shows, all those uh, platforms. And you can find me on Instagram at flyguy.ty, two eyes and fly. And you can find me on Twitter at flyguy.ty7, two eyes and fly again, of course. We like that. And you can find me on Instagram at Quattro IV with the period between the C and the U. You can catch me on Twitter at Red Cooler 317. Like I said, we love you guys so much. Um, I would tell y'all what's you for coming out. On, man. Bro, thank you so much for coming. Um, love you guys. Do something after somebody. Cafeteria talk. Cafeteria talk.